everyone. Welcome to another episode of Deliberately Intentional with me, Remy Bagbon. Today's topic is intentionally planning for your family. I know. Different, right? Um, a lot of the time, people tend to look at my family and think that, oh my God, they're so coordinated or they're so together, they're so in sync. They seem to be able to finish, Charles can finish my sentence, I can finish Charles's sentence and we can finish my husband's sentences. We're like in sync like that. But things like that don't just happen. It's, in, on my part, it was very, very intentional. And here's why. I remember little things from my mom. I remember our my sister and I's matching outfits. My mother wanted us to be perfect. We always had the nice little bows in our hair. I still remember very clearly red shoes, a blue and white dress. The bottom was white. The top had this nice velvet. My mom was very particular about how we looked. And like it or not, whether whether I realized it or not, I took a lot of that for granted because the minute she was no longer in the picture, that went downhill. And But I never forgot it. I never forgot how it made me feel when we showed up to places and people complimented our beautiful clothes. And my mom was always beautifully dressed and my dad was always beautiful. So it's like together as a family, when it was just the four of us, we always presented ourselves really, really well. I never forgot that. When I got married, I liked my husband. I hated his clothes. <laughs> I hated everything he had on. But it didn't stop me from talking to him because in my mind, I'm like, oh, I can change all of that. And in a year, I had a year of dating him. I had changed his entire closet. I don't even think he noticed when I was doing it. It was just a systematic thing. That's another story for another day. But by the time my son came along, it's like I just, as I'd already changed my husband's closet, I then changed, of course, I was the one building my son's closet, and I was also changing my own closet. I guess it helps that I was also in fashion, and I'm a stylist, but there was a cohesiveness to it, because of course, I would want him to look a certain way for me, to be honest. <laughs> I was not really thinking about anybody else. I just always felt like, I need to make sure that my husband is the most appealing person to me. I didn't want anything that would... Remember, I had watched my dad's infidelity, so I had always said to myself that I don't want to go down that route. I don't want to ever have to cheat. I don't want to ever have to steer away for you know to be distracted but in order to do that you need to make sure that what's in front of you is the most appealing thing to you i it does not we're not just talking about looks i mean in intellect and and how he carries himself and and everything. I mean, my husband has always carried himself very, very well. But I know that I was the one to get him to read books. I would literally buy the books. We would read it together because I was like, okay, let's grow. Let's push your mind. Let's do more. That was the beginning of planning. Now, by the time I got to the point of getting pregnant, I began to plan the kind of person I wanted to raise because I realized that kids can either be nurtured or you can leave them alone and think that nature is going to figure it out. I've never believed that nature should just do its own thing. I feel, I believe that we as parents have a role to play and we have to nurture our children in the direction in which we want them to go. But a lot of people don't know how to do this, but that's when we go back to the intentional planning bit. I knew while I was pregnant, the things that I wanted my son to be. But I guess it's because I also knew a lot about myself and I could see where things kind of went a little 
off with me, for lack of a better word. I, I didn't feel like there were people or my dad or my mom had my time to the point whereby they understood me and they could give me guidance like, okay, here's what you should do. Here's how you should go here. Here are your interests. Here's what you're really good at and helped me pursue that. And that's what I did with my son. But it comes back to the planning. I wanted him to be, I was pregnant and I was planning and pl and planning, planning and plotting how I wanted him to be intelligent. Okay, how am I going to make sure that he's intelligent? Okay, I'm going to read to him. And then, okay, after I'm reading to him, then when as he gets older, I'm going to make him read back to me. And then when he gets older, I'm going to make sure that we're reading to each other. I'll read a chapter and he'll read a chapter and then we'll both challenge each other. I know it's a lot of work, but I've literally been that from day one. And so... Now bringing my husband into it, like he's raised a different way. I was raised a different way, but I knew that I wanted our whole entire family to be tightly connected. And it would be, it was very difficult to, to bring someone who for all of his life had always thought about just himself and like, this is what I want, not necessarily thinking about anybody else and thinking about the impact of what he's doing on anyone else. But with me and my planning, understanding that he doesn't know a lot of these things and me now saying like, oh, here's the plan for our son. He then like, okay, well, how are you going to make all these things happen? How are you going to make him independent? I'm like, well, I'm going to make him independent by letting him do certain things, knowing that he might fall, but knowing that if he falls, he will also be able to get up. I'm, I'm around. I'm going to make sure he doesn't hurt himself. But just providing that structure and that stability for him allowed him to grow even more confident. So part of this planning that I'm talking about didn't just stop with just the looks. Like, yes, I wanted my family to look a certain way, but I also wanted us to behave a certain way. I wanted us to carry ourselves a certain way. I wanted to... Oh, yeah, I think I mentioned the looks, right? Yeah, so, but I also wanted my son to see that, you know, what his parents were people that he could be proud of, people that he could, and I don't think a lot of parents think like this, but I wanted my son to be able to look up to us and actually not feel that there was any hypocrisy. Now, that word right there is, I'm going to, if you hold on to that, you'll see that where I'm going with it was because I felt very hypocritical of, I had hypocritical thoughts towards my dad. My dad would preach and tell me to do certain things, but I would look at his attitude. I'm like, I'm looking at the things that he's doing. I'm like, why are you telling me to do this when you do something different? And I'm sure that there are a lot of us out there that feel the same way about our parents. So anything my dad told me to do, I would do the opposite because I'm like, you're just telling me to do this thing and you're not even doing it yourself. You're asking me to walk a walk that you didn't even do yourself, which to me made no sense. But me being a parent, I said to myself that that's the kind of person I want to be. And I use that approach when dealing with my husband and with dealing with my son. So we became this little triangle, so to speak, whereby we were bouncing off of each other. My son would correct me, mom, that's not, <laughs> that's not the right way to do this. And then we would correct my husband and my husband would correct me. It was just like we were each other's kind of accountability partners, but it was very planned. I wanted my son to be outspoken enough to be able to have these types of conversations with us because I felt like if he was outspoken enough and he could speak to me, he would be able to speak to anyone. But also, he also kept us in check too. So we 
all ended up getting or becoming even tighter as a unit because of the planning and the steps that I had put in place. And it was not easy because most African men do not have any contact. Most of the time, the, a mother or an older, an elder woman in your family will come and stay with you when you have a child. But I didn't have anyone. I also did that intentionally because I felt that if we bonded as a family in the very beginning by ourselves, no matter how hard it was, it would make things easier for my husband to get more involved. The more involved he is with the raising of our son in the early phases of from changing diapers to burping to giving him a bath, I felt that that would help us all the way through in the long run, and it has. Because that closeness is what has helped us to become even tighter as now that we're all adults. He's 21 now, so yeah, we're all literally full-fledged adults, but it started from birth. Um. Why is planning important? Just like with anything else, when it comes to a company, a function, um, an event, without planning, nothing's going to happen. A lot of people are not planning for their family, and then they're wondering, why don't I get this? And it's, you'll get somewhere along the line, 10 years into it, and maybe like, oh, well, I wanted this. Did you put it into play? Were you walking these steps from the beginning? And for most people, they were not. I've always known what I wanted. And so I, I can tell you categorically what I want for the next 10 years. I can tell you what I want for the next 20 years. I There is a little wiggle worm like, okay, some it might not necessarily happen this exact way, but I always have a plan. I've always been that way. Yes, I didn't know when I met my husband that I was going to meet him. But the minute I met him, I'm like, okay, I can add him to my long-term plan. And then my plan changed a little. My son, I had a plan for him, but I also wanted him to have a voice of his own. So my plans for him kind of sort of changed a little bit as he grew up and said, okay, well, this is what he wants. Okay, fine. Because my structure in my mind was I wanted to be a supportive parent. I didn't want to dictate to him, this is what you need to do with your life. But I, there were some core th core values that I wanted him to have. Kindness, intelligence, confidence, um, respect, big on respect, but mainly be a good person. So those ones are not negotiable, right? I didn't really care what he profession he chose, whatever. I just wanted him to be able to provide for himself. I'm not that type of African parent whereby they want to tell you everything. You must have your fork this way. You have to do this profession. No. I wanted him to find passions and things that he loved in life. And I felt like if he could do that, then he would be happier all around. I didn't get that growing up. I didn't get a situation where I felt like anyone was thinking about what would make me happy or that my happiness was important. No, but that was the kind of parent I wanted to be. And I also do the same with my husband. Like, okay, what makes him happy? I already know what makes me happy. I'm very self-aware of the things that make me happy. And I'll tell you, okay, here's what I need you to do because I don't expect you to automatically know it. But I'm also very intuitive enough to know that, some people may not necessarily know how to come and meet me and tell me certain things, so I know how to go after it and ask, especially for the people that are super important to me. Structure was something I'd also learned that was super important to my husband, even though he didn't even know it. Once I realized how much structure was required and how structure worked for him, I realized that I needed to use it on my son. So there's some times that you may think you have a plan. That plan has to also be very fluid because you're going to learn things about, especially when your plan includes other people. You're going to realize that, oh, I had a plan for Monday, but you know what? There's other, when there are other people in what I planned for Monday might not necessarily come through. It might end up being Thursday. As annoying as it may be, you have to realize that it's not just 
about you. There are other people involved. And once there are other people involved, it may change. That's what I had to apply to my family. I may have said that I wanted my son to be happy. He says he wants to swim. Uh, okay, you want to swim. Means I got to go learn what it is to be a swim mom, which I did. And we succeeded. We stumbled in a couple of places, but it ended up working out. Uh, you want to do bio. Oh, you don't want to do bio again. Now you want to do finance. Okay, we'll go with you any which way. But the point is, all of that planning still needs to be fluid. That person still needs to feel like they're being supported. And that's what makes people thrive. So I guess the thing that I am putting towards each and every one of you is, how do you think you're intentionally planning for your family? Do you think that planning is important? Because I do. I've realized that, that my planning is what has gotten us here. A lot of you will sit back and say that, you know what? Oh, I don't know why I need to be the one to do it. Whoever has the vision is the person that needs to do this. And for my case in our family, that's always been me. I've always had a vision. I've always thought of the future. My husband thinks differently. So I can't expect him to come and do what he doesn't know how to do, can I? But see, he over the years, he has actually learned that, you know what, she actually has a point. Everything that she said has either come true or is beneficial for us. So with time, it has become a case of he'll listen. It was not a case of him, me just knocking it over his head like you have to. Time has proven that I need to listen to her, not me forcing him to. It's just time. So the challenge for you guys, how do you want to intentionally plan for your family? I just think that if you sit down, write a list of all the things that you want to achieve for your family, you'll find that you're going to be in a better place. It shouldn't be something that you are already on the path and then you're done. Ooh, figuring it out or what happens the most is you had no idea that this is what you wanted then you get 10 years 15 years in and then you start bringing up things and it's very difficult for the other person or the other people in this bubble with you to actually do it so think of it first if you're dating you have to think about this plan first and make sure that the person that you're choosing can go with you and uh, and help you achieve this goal that you have planned for yourself. And if you're already in a relationship and you're trying to create a plan, learn how to communicate with the person that you're with because that would also make a difference. Now, if you're already a family and you're realizing that you've already started this plan, whatever plan or lack of a plan that you have with your family, now you now need to try to create one. You got to give these people time. Just because you got there today, don't think that they're supposed to get there today. It might take them a little time because you've already gone God knows how many years without a plan. So it's going to take a little bit more time for them to go onto that page with you. But if you're patient, you will all get there together. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Deliberately Intentional. New episodes, obviously, will be out on Wednesdays. Don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube page and leave a review on Apple and Spotify. Thank you, guys. 